let's look at your uh, Matthew chapter number 14. There's too much to say, and I, and, and I don't want to go too long. I just, so let's, let's just jump into it right now. Now, Matthew 14, very, very common, very, we, we've all, we all know the story, so I'm not going to go deeply into detail. But in, uh, in, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, the Bible says, And straightway Jesus constrained the disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Let's pray. Father, pray that you bless the next few minutes. Thank you for the chance I have to be here for the honor just to talk to your, some of your choice servants, those who have given their lives to prepare to serve you. Father, I pray that, that right now you would, you would please do what you want done. I pray that you would stir the heart in the way you want it done. I pray that you please uh, use me, Father, how you want me to be used today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is an interesting uh, beginning of the story. You know what we're about to talk about. We're about to talk about Peter walking on the water. When they got in this boat, the disciples, I'm going to ask you just, your Bible students, so you can, and please answer me back. Don't, don't ever be too quiet. Just, just out of curiosity, in your mind, who put, whose decision was it for these guys to get into that boat? Jesus, okay, we know that. So for them to get in the boat was, was Jesus' will. I mean, he put them in the boat. So when they launched out, they were not doing anything wrong. They were in the boat they were supposed to be in. Jesus put them into that boat. Nothing wrong with that. And then Jesus, as you know, he sent the multitudes away. Then he went and prayed. And, and then after a while, he, he started going across and he walked straight across. And then <clears throat> while they're on this boat, this is the boat Jesus had put them into. But as they're going across, they begin to, to hit waves and wind begins to pick up. And the problem was it's the, just the wrong direction. It's, it's coming from the direction they need to go in. And uh, I don't know if, you've, if you enjoy boats or if you've been on boats with, or waves, or, you know, if you get seasick. But uh, this, this quickly got to be a little bit of a, of a concern. And the main thing was they were just stuck. I mean, it was uncomfortable and they were stuck. And I'll tell you that, that there will be times when Jesus will put you in a boat and he will send you out. And then right when you're in the middle of it all, it just feels like you're not going anywhere for like a long time. And that can happen. And it can feel like, I thought this was the boat you put me in. But it feels like I've been just like trying to start this church here for years. It just doesn't just, doesn't just pick up and go. It's just the same tiny handful of people forever. And I just, it just feels like the wind is all contrary. And I, what I try to do is get some traction. It just doesn't happen. If I stop for a second, it goes backwards even. And is this really what... Well, it could be that God just put you in, in, in the boat and just he created those contrary winds. That doesn't mean you're not in God's will. He put him in this boat. Well, then Jesus comes walking on the water. This is the exciting part, amen. And if you, if you look here in verse 25, it says, In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is this spirit? And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I be not afraid. Now, I love this because Jesus walking across the water has no desire to keep his disciples in fear. If it had been me, perhaps I would have uh, drawn it out a little longer. I love scaring my kids. I love, uh, you know, I love when my wife's about to come on, just, just be there. And I love to see the fright. <laughs> Jesus is not like that. He's, he doesn't want you to live in fear. He, he, wants, he wants you to quickly dispel that. Hey, it's, 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 it's me. It's me. 
But I want you now, we, we, most of us here, many of us here have grown up with this story. Most of us here heard this like when we were four or five years old with flannel graph or PPTs, whatever they use now in your day. But the, 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 we all know this. We, it's just kind of common knowledge. But I want you to actually go back and reimagine this for just a second because this is not possible. You cannot walk on water. And if you are in the middle of a storm and you see this image begin to emerge walking towards you, this would be a freaky, freaky moment. Now, we, we've grown up with the story, but they did not grow the story. And there is somebody walking on the water. Jesus says, don't be afraid. Verse 28, Peter answered and said unto him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Now, this morning, I'm going to ask you probably like eight questions I have here. And I want you to think about them with me one by one by one. The first question I'm going to ask you right now, I want you to think about it. I want you to reimagine this. I know you've heard message on this before. I want you to, want you to just, you've had this meal spiritually before, but I want you to have a new, just taste it afresh again. Did Jesus call Peter out of the boat? I would say that the vast majority of you right now are open to Jesus calling you to do whatever he wants you to do, and you are willing to do it. And I acknowledge that, and I admire that. At this moment, Peter is about to do something that will never be done again. Apart from Jesus, he'll be the only man to ever do what he's about to do. And Jesus did not call him to do it. Many of you are waiting right now for a call. It may never come. But if you were like Peter, you could actually do some amazing things that will marvel the world for generations to come. But, but Jesus did not call Peter out of the boat. Peter requested. He said, Lord, if it, if it be thou, ask me to come. Jesus put them into the boat. The boat, being in the boat, was God's will. I am not at all, and I'll, and I'll read this many times throughout this message, I am not at all suggesting that to be in the boat is a lack of faith or is, is out of God's will. or anything. No. God put them in that boat, and they are struggling in that boat, and I would dare say that being in that boat for those men was actually a fearful prospect. Don't forget the story of when they're the same kind of waves and Jesus is asleep on the boat and they actually go to finally go to Jesus and they say, don't you care? We're about to perish. It's a scary thing to be in a boat when that storm is raging and those waves are big. It's a scary thing to be in the boat and, I, and when you actually are willing to follow God on that boat and go across, it's an amazing thing. But in this situation, Peter actually asks, can I please get out of the boat? Relatively speaking, being in that boat was far safer than being out of the boat. But he said, if it's, if it's, if it's you, please let me come out of the boat. Second question. Why did Peter want to get out of the boat? Why did he, why did he want to get out of the boat? Uh, so here's, here's my actual question here. What practical problem did getting out of the boat help solve? 
I, I imagine, so, so we're on the boat and, uh, and, 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 and we're trying to row across, I guess. I, I mean, the wind is contrary. There's no use to put up a sail. You're going to go there backwards. So whatever they're doing, they're, they're trying. Did the wind blow off Peter's hat? And he's like, oh, my best hat. Jesus, please let me get my hat. And he goes on there, you know, and gives him a thank you. Wow, I just walked in the water. Is that what happened? Did Nathaniel fall out? You know, did, did, did somebody, you know, let me, oh my goodness, he's home. Jesus, help me now. I'm coming to get you. Bartholomew, come on. Is that what happened? What was the purpose in getting out of the boat? What, I mean, seriously, what practical problem did this solve? Let me tell you, there was none. There wasn't a good reason, practically speaking, it didn't solve anything to get out of the boat. In other words, Jesus, if it's you, let me come on the water to you. Why? Because, just let me come. Why? How about I come to you? I mean, so here we have a situation where Peter does not have to come up with a good reason. There wasn't a practical reason, Duchess, to stay on the boat where he was put in the first place and stay there and just say, wow, you're walking on the water. This is incredible. But instead, Peter says, can I come out? Third question. Okay, so then why did Jesus let him come out? Why did Jesus not say, Peter, knock it off, sit down, sit down. Don't be ridiculous. Yes, I could do anything. I know you could walk on the water, but no, sit down. There's no reason. You're trying to tempt God? You're trying to be foolish? Why? Here's, let me tell you what's going on here, and you know this, and I know this. Peter wanted out of the boat because he wanted to know something. Here he was trusting in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He had heard the stories all through the book of Judges. He knew about the sun standing still. He knew about the Red Sea parting. He knew about the walls of Jericho falling. He knew about all those things. He wants to know, though, now, in my life, if it's really you, you're not a ghost, let me, let me do what you're doing right now, in this flesh. For you and for me, we get to hear day in and day out the stories, the testimonies. It's written all over the walls of this property. David Brainerd. Jonathan Edwards, Paul Chapel, starting from this little group. And it's there, and the testimonies are there, and they should be. There's something awesome about taking those 12 stones out of the Jordan River and setting it up in stacks and saying, next time your kids come, just remind them what happened right there. It's a good thing. But now Peter says, I, I know about this stuff. I want to know, I want to know if I can do it. I want to know if you can get me through it. I don't have another bigger, bigger, better reason. Yeah, yeah, yep, there was a good reason why the, the Red Sea had to part. The Egyptian army is about to take us. There was a reason why we, the sun had to stand still because we had to finish the battle. But in this particular situation, I don't have another reason. I just want to know. And you know why Jesus let him come out of the boat? Because he wanted Peter to know. Yep. I love the response of Jesus in verse 29. I love this response. Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, why? 
No, he didn't. I'm sorry. Jesus said, what did he say? One word. I love that. Jesus is standing there and he stops. He's talking. Hey, it's me. And Peter makes his request. And he just says, come. Now, I dare say that if any one of us in this room were to say, if it's really you, I want to know. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. The Mormons, they have faith too. They go on missions too. They raise money too. They do. I know the Jehovah's Witnesses, they, they print out a lot of really fancy material too. They send out missionaries too. They send out two by two. They go all the, I know. But I want to know. Is, is what I have real? I mean, I know I could stay in this boat and I think I'll be okay. I, I, and when we get there, I'll praise you the fact that it tipped over and, and we didn't sink. I will do that. But I want to know, is there something supernatural that I have, that the God I serve can let me do something that is that I cannot, I cannot explain any other way than to say, God did this. And you know, I don't, I don't really have a good reason. I, I mean, maybe, I mean, yeah, we could just do it this practical way over here. And then, yes, I got the counsel to do all this good stuff. But I need to do something so that I can know. I know. Because I've been through it. Not just reading it in a biography. Not just hearing about it in a class. But I know it because I experienced it in my life. And that's what Peter wanted. And Jesus said, go read your Bible. No. He said, come. Next question. I really want an answer to this one. I wish I knew. This one just baffles me. Why didn't anyone else get out of the boat? Now, I, I, I know I'm being presumptuous, and I, and I, and I think highly of myself. Uh, this is just... This is just William Miracle talking. I, I think, I think that if I were on the boat, and, and I mean, I, I, if you know my personality, I'm not the guy who's going to stand up and say, look at me, let me do, I'm kind of like, you know, just, you know, just, just, I'm not trying to, 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 to yeah. but when Peter says, if it be thou, bid me come in the, in the water, and, and Peter starts jumping on the side, and I'd be like, what are you doing, Peter? Whoa, whoa, three steps. Hey, me too. Can I come out too? I think that would have been me. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. You don't get a chance every day to walk on the water. There are 12 guys on the boat. One guy says, if it be me, if you can please call me. And, and 11 guys went, oh my goodness, Peter. No, get off. And then Jesus said, come. They're like, what? And then he puts his leg over the side. And they're like, like, Oh, and he puts other leg, and then he, he lets go of the side, and he doesn't sink. And he takes a step, and then another step, and then another step, and at that point, you've got 12 or 11 guys saying, Hey, hey, oh yeah, come me too, yeah. And pretty soon there's just a, an empty boat bobbing there with, with 12 guys just running around Jesus. <laughs> Is that what happened? It's got to be what happened. I mean, they, three days later, that boat just comes on the surface. Now they're on there waiting for it, you know. That's, that's what happened, right? That makes perfect sense. But that's not what happened. Now, let me tell you something that is just, I, it, it, it's just true. I don't know why. If you get out of the boat because, and this is what often happens, a man will say, I want to prove to myself and to my classmates and to my generation that God's power is still real. 
For us, now, in this generation, for me, I want to prove it so that everyone will say, I want to serve that God too. And he will get out of the boat. And he will walk on water. And it's incredible. And he'll look back. And everybody else is still in the boat. Now, there will be some reactions. Let me tell you the reactions you're going to get when you get out of the boat. The first reaction that you might, you, not you might, you will, you will. The first reaction is, I'm sorry, scorn. I, it's amazing. You will have people that will be like the, oh, Peter, here he goes again. Peter, you think you are so much better than us. Okay, Jesus put me in this boat, so I'm staying in the boat until he calls me out, Okay. You just think you're so much better than us because you're, there's Peter on the water. Guys, that's incredible. Guys, Jesus is amazing. Guys, and they're like, Peter, show off. You think you're just, you'll get that. And I can explain to you why. I think I can explain it to you. If I were in the church, I'm the pastor, the little apartment there, and in China, they look up at me and say, wow, what a miracle leaving his own country to come here. And they do that, by the way. It doesn't take that much to impress them. <laughs> I am the spiritual leader. And then some guy like you comes along. Some young punk <laughs> comes in with all his zeal. And he goes soul winning. It's happening right now with Brother Joey right now and Brother, Brother Tom. They go soul winning. And they start bringing people to church. It's kind of like David, you know, kind of started annoying Saul. He was like, Saul's killed his thousands. Yeah. And David's ten, what? Ten thousands? What are you, it was true, though. And you know what happened if in that situation? What can happen to that pastor is he starts getting annoyed, like, um, punk? What are you doing? Because all the people are like, this guy's amazing. Before, they were all like, Pastor William. And now it's kind of like, oh, look at this brother over here. One time, this, this, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little taller. In my own family, I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't matter. My dad's taller than I am. But when I went to China, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a little taller. You know? <laughs> now, in, in northern China, it's, it's not, doesn't, but in southern China where I happen to live, it's, I mean, I'm tall. And so, I mean, I, it's, I'm, I didn't know I was, I'm just, I'm just used to it, you know. They, people around don't know I speak Chinese, and so I just walk around, you know, and I don't, it doesn't, I, don't, I don't walk around like this, but everywhere I go, I mean, I'm used to it. Everywhere I go, you hear, you know, wow, he's so tall, wow, he's so tall, and just, just go, you know, I'm used to it. <laughs> people sneaking the selfie with you in the background. Well, there's one time, it was, uh, it was nighttime, and I went to a convenience store to get a drink. And as I walk in the convenience store, and I'm looking around, the, you know, the cooler there in the back, you know, looking for things, and I can hear this, oh, you're so tall, he's so tall. <laughs> get my drink, shut the thing, and I turn around, and there were three humongous basketball players. They looked like they were from Iran or somewhere in that area. They were huge. They played professionally for one of the teams that were visiting our, our city. We have a professional team there, China, China Basketball Association. And, uh, and so they were playing, and, uh, and, I, and, and they would come in to get some, some snacks or something. And I, I, I lined up there, and everybody now, not one 
person in that store noticed me. I didn't even know it bothered me. I didn't I was like, wow, how you doing, sir? Wow, I looked so small compared to him. And you know, it actually a little bit, honestly, to be, um, this is embarrassing, it did kind of bother me a little bit. <laughs> now, you know what's going to happen? You're going to be around some people that are spiritual giants, and then you're going to step out of the boat. Now, those are spiritual giants who are in the boat, and they're doing great, and you admire them. In fact, you're, you're really hoping that they'll be like, whoa, you've got some faith, man. Wow. Instead, they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you foolish young man. <laughs> and it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit, um, what? Oh. And let me tell you, if you decide to walk on water, you're going to be surprised. Some people that you wouldn't expect are going to scorn, be scornful. A second, there's a second reaction that's going to happen, and there will be admiration. There will be people that will admire what you're doing. There will be people that will pat you on the back and say, wow, that's incredible. Brother, that you are such an encouragement. You are such an example. And you kind of want to say, well, they get out of the boat. This is incredible. They'll just on the boat. This is amazing. Look, at, he's our guy. Look at, he's on our team. He's off the boat. This is incredible. He's walking on the water. Wow. You'll get that too. And it was encouraging. There's another response you're going to get, and that is you're going to have people that will be there to help you. So you're in the, you're in the boat, right? Look, you, you, you have people in the boat, and they're worried about you. Well, this is kind of scary. It's a little better. Whoa. Anyway, this bozo will shake you too. You can see. They're in the boat, right? And you're, you're taking a step out, and you're, you're, like, you're like, what are you doing? What are you, uh, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, get out of the boat, no. Uh, okay, Jesus is, well, you've got, you've got to do this? Okay, i got to prove something. Okay, got it. Um, all right, let's get some, uh, some barrels and tie them together. And, uh, okay, you're going to have to be careful on that, because if you fall off, you are a goner, okay? And we're going to... Okay, how many, okay, um, hey, bring me those, those other barrels and we're going to tie these logs together and, oh, if you wait, we have a couple of years, we're going to make a bridge across this entire, you don't have to, if you don't like boats, I don't know why, but we don't need boats, whatever, and, and you'll you be like, okay, thank you, um, this is not the idea I had in mind, I was thinking I was just going to, I mean, the whole point was not to get out of the boat, the point was to prove to me that God still had the power to let me walk on water. That was the point. But you'll have people that are not going to quite understand it. They're not going to quite understand it. And thank them for it. And, and, and God can use them to help you walk a lot longer on water. Lastly, you're going to find people are worried. They will have dread. Your mom. <laughs> what are you doing, son? Going on the water like this? Are you serious? You're taking my grandbabies on the water with you? What are you doing? And you're going to have people that be on their boat praying for you so steadfastly, and you need it too, amen? And they're praying for you, and they're praying for you. But I'm sadly to say there'll be very few people that will actually imitate you. It's going to, it's going to blow your mind. It's going, to, it's going to drive you crazy. I'm not sure. How many of you heard the name George Mueller ever? No way. Are you serious? When you hear that name, does it spark in you at all any admiration? Yeah. He's on our team. 
Do you know <clears throat> the reason why George Mueller started the orphanages? In his, in his uh, autobiography, he wrote down three reasons why. The number one reason he started his orphanages was because he had already been living by faith. He wanted to prove to other pastors, to other people, that they could live the same way that he was living and God could take care of them. It's not a one-off thing. In fact, he could do bigger things, like he could take care of dozens and dozens and dozens of orphans as well. And so he did. And you know what we all did? Most of us said, that is incredible! That's hard to write a book about this guy. You ought to read. This is amazing. He's on our team. We serve this guy's God. It's amazing. And George Mueller's like, hey, come on out of the boat. Next question. What results can I realistically expect from my experiment? Let me tell you, number one, a miracle. You, if you in this room will say, God, if it be thou, bid me come to the water. I think you'll be shocked to find that Jesus says, are, are you a Jewish fisherman? No, he won't do that. He's not here saying, are you a pastoral theology major? No, 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 no. This is for pastoral theology majors only. Are you a male? You're not? You're a female? No, 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 no. You won't find that. I think you'll find out that he has not changed. And when someone sincerely comes and says, God, I want you to show me that you can do what you did then, now. You can still let people do what can only be explained supernaturally. And I want you to do it to me. I just want to know. I, I, I wish I had a... Okay, I want to see the whole country come to Christ. <laughs> Is that good enough reason? I really have I just want to know. I just want to know. And you'll be surprised when, when Jesus says, come. Come. And you know what's going to happen when you put your foot? I have no idea what sensation Peter had. I don't know if he actually felt any kind of pressure on there or if he just floated. I don't know what the feeling was. But when that first foot came over that side... He was walking on water. And I promise you that if you will put your faith in God, I don't expect many in this room to do it. And if you spend your life on the boat, that's fine. I, I, I don't think you're on the boat. It's, it's being wrong. God put you in that boat. You, 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 you were doing what you, you got that job and you started raising that family and you were faithful in church and you were doing what you're supposed to do every day. And it wasn't always easy. It was still scary. There still wins. It still takes faith. No doubt. No doubt. But if there is the one who will get out of the boat, he will walk on water. He will walk on water. Every step Peter took brought him further away from the boat. The first thing that's going to happen to you is that when you experience this miracle and you step over that side of the boat and start walking on water with your eyes glued on Jesus, it's exciting. When you take that first step, second, you're going to find out you are living a miracle for the first week, the first month, for the first two years. You're just, it's incredible. And just how God just, it works it all out. It's amazing. And it's incredible. 
And, 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 and like George Mueller did, if you read his, his little biography, it almost gets boring with all the different things people gave him. You know, he kind of likes, likes you know, just gratuitously like, writes it all out. It's incredible what God does as you step out on that, on that, on that path. But there's a second thing that's going to happen to you. I can almost guarantee it. You will sink. I hope that we've got more spiritual men than Peter in this room. I would, I would love to find that out. But there's a good chance that you're not. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try to walk on water. But let me just tell you the truth. So far, I think pretty much every person who stepped out of the boat has walked on water and eventually sank. I'm just being honest with you. I don't, want to, I don't want to give you a pipe dream that you're going to just spend your entire life dancing around the water on the waves and just waving back at the boat. No, most likely you will walk on water for a time and then you will sink. And we all know what happened. We all know what happened. The Bible tells us very clearly that he got his eyes off of Jesus. In verse number 24, but when the ship was in the midst of the sea, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I messed up. Uh, verse number 30, it says, but when, G, when he saw, he being Peter, saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. We all know, we all know, he had his eyes glued on Jesus. And when his eyes were on Jesus, he was facing waves. He was facing waves. He was facing the, the, the wind just howling. But when his eyes were on Jesus, that didn't matter. He's able to walk on water. But when he saw, as, as, as you mentioned just with, with your eyes, when, when, you, when, you, when he saw, he looked at these waves, he began to sink. And that's what's going to happen to you. And here's why. Because as you get out of the boat and you take one step away, there's always the chance that you're going to be able to grab back a hold. Now, 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 let me remind you, just at all putting your leg over the side of the boat is putting yourself in mortal danger. Because here's why, if you've ever been around boats, just stay away from the edge. You know, just hold on two hands, would you? I mean, come on, just be careful. I don't know if you ever you hear about people on cruise ships just all getting washed away. It can happen. It can happen. Be careful. If you ever fall off the boat, any boat, and you're in the middle of the ocean or middle of the sea, and there's, there's any kind of winds, you are pretty much a goner for sure. And I won't spend time to explain it. Just, just believe me. So just, fall, just taking that first step away takes a lot of courage. But every single step away from that boat makes the likelihood of him being rescued if he sinks that much smaller. And what happens is that as you're going to get closer to Jesus, you've got to get further away from that boat. That boat of safety. Now, you know what's incredible? This is what's, when you are a water walker and you begin looking at those waves, that split second, suddenly that boat looks so safe. You begin to envy every person who is wise enough to stay on the boat. And as you're standing there and you're realizing, I'm sinking in this huge one waves. You know what happens is that as you get further away from that boat, you are putting yourself in worse and worse danger. But you're actually okay as long as you're on Jesus. Let me, let me explain what I'm talking about. Right now, many of you are 2021, 20, 22. When you graduate from here as in your young 20s and you step out of the boat, if you decide to do that and you sink, you at 27, 28, you can still get a whole new career. I'm 40. I remember the day when I realized I could never join the military again. I was too old. But that option was off the table. I will never, ever be an engineer. That option's gone. I have stepped further and further away from that boat. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not getting any younger. And the day's going to come that you're the pastor who's now in his 
early 50s and you realize, uh-oh, my earning days are pretty much gone. I, in a couple of years, I'm not going to be able to work anymore. In a few years, I, I've got to have my wife. What are we going to do for retirement? What's going to happen? And as you get further and further and further and further into it, if you for a second get your eyes off of Jesus and start looking at the fact that there are some major waves, that those waves have been there the whole time. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, it's going to be fine. We all know that. Here's the problem is that I'm just telling you the truth. For all, to this point in history, pretty much every water walker has sunk eventually, and you will probably sink too. I'm just telling you the truth. What's wonderful is that when she said, Lord, Lord, save me. Jesus said, what is your problem? I'm right here. Just drown, dude. I can't believe you. No, he didn't do that. You know what happened? The very second he cried out, he didn't make him wait an extra 10 minutes. He didn't make him say, tread a little water, would you? Come on, just where's your faith? He didn't do that. In verse 31, it says, And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. You know what's interesting about this? Is that when Jesus came to Peter and picked him back up, he didn't say, come on, get back on the water. Come on. No, he didn't do that. You know what he did? It's interesting. He, He didn't say, well, let's walk back to the ship together. No, Jesus brought him back and put him on the ship, on the boat. There was Peter just on there, dripping wet. And there were some people, I, was like, I told you, I said, don't get out of this you were, I told you. And other people, I am so glad you're okay. I was worried the entire time. You know what the proper response is, though? Let me just, let me just tell you. You're going to hopefully, hopefully, my, my dream would be for just a multitude of West Coast Baptist College students to step out of the boat. And let me tell you what's going to happen. Some of you are going to make it a few weeks. Some of you are going to make it a few months. Some of you make it a year. Some of you will make it half a lifetime. Most likely, every single one of us will eventually sink. And one day we'll be back again on the boat, all wet. And somebody will come around us and put their cloak, their dry last piece of clothing around our shoulders and say, welcome back aboard, man. You were on water, man. You did it. You walked on water. And when somebody comes back and they're wet and they finally sank, they finally gave up, they finally realized it's just too, too dangerous over there. It's too hard over there. It's, I was getting older over there. I, I've got to come back now. And you know, when they come back, you, you know what you do? You say, you walked on water for this many years, for that many months. You were living by faith. Now, for some of you, right, I believe this. For some, I don't know who would you be. But there are probably some, some people right now sitting in front of me who you coming to the school was entirely a matter of you stepping out of a boat in which people were saying, are you throwing away your life for that? Or you had somebody, your, your parents saying, I am sorry, how are you going to pay for that? I don't know how you're going to do that. We can't really help you. And you, Mom, God's going to do it. And you are right now walking on water. And you know, it might be that you're going to eventually sink and you're going to eventually say, oh, don't be academically with John for a little while. Save me! And you know, Jesus will save you and he'll pick you up, put you back in the boat where you're supposed to be. And God knows. I'm way over time. I got to hurry up. I just look at the time. I'm sorry, Dr. Yetch. Let me just quickly say this. Listen, listen. Please listen. Was it worth it for Peter to get off the boat? Let me ask you honestly, was it worth it? I believe yes. 
I believe that many years later when John was talking to those little children and they said, he, they were telling them the story about Jesus and stuff and the kids were like, so were you there when Peter got off the boat? And there was old John saying, I was right there. I saw the whole thing myself. And they're like, wow, that is great. Did you walk in water too? And he's like, no, I never did. But I got to watch Peter and it was incredible. I wish I had though. I don't think that Peter ever said, yeah, I walked in water, but I sank. You and I know this story not because of the sinking, but because he walked on water. So here's the question then. You want to get out of the boat? I don't expect everybody to go. If you stay on the boat, you're fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Jesus put him in the boat, and when Peter sank, he put him right back in the boat. There was a day I walked away from this country because I had one thing I wanted to do. I, I, if you're from China right here, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just telling you something. I did not have some sort of special feeling for China. I tried to figure it out how to make that feeling happen. I, I didn't have no feeling. I mean, I had the feeling I had trying to do for Mexico or for anywhere else in the world, for that matter. But I wanted to know. My dad was on staff at a, at a large church. We'd already, been, we'd already been members at several other large churches in my life. I knew pastors all over the West Coast. I had the opportunity to go on, on tour group. I knew pastors. I knew pastors. If I needed to go on deputation, I could do it. And there was no, re- no, no problem with that at all. So why would you not do it? Because I wanted to know. Amen. Amen. Right now I'm telling you that if you want to get out of the boat because you want to impress your friends, you will sink real fast. But if you, in your own heart, just say, I need to know for myself. If it be thou, bid me come unto thee. And Jesus, I believe, will say to you, come.